0: I was working there and then someone reached out and they were like, so we're doing these TED Talk, <laughs> this TED Talk, this TEDx event, and the topic is finding purpose. So wow. I think you'd be perfect for that. And you can tell your story and how you apply this you know, concept of how can I find purpose in my life to your life and career and just walk wow. us a bit through your journey. And I was like, yes, please <laughs> take me. And yes. yeah, the rest is history, right? It was really fun.
1: Have you enjoyed listening to the Incredible Podcast? Are you looking for a way to support it? Or maybe you just want some swag? Check out the Incredible Store today. We have shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts, hats, stickers, and so much more. Go to Incredible.org, I N C R E D I Paul, and click on the store link. Or go to the link in my socials bio and click on the Incredible Shop. Looking forward to seeing your incredible work. Turn this up! Turn this up! Your professional development is one of the keys to your career success. When you combine your desire to grow with actionable steps, your journey to success becomes an incredible reality. Welcome to the Incredible Paul Podcast, and now sharing his expertise, experience, and excellence with the world. Here's your host. Paul Ferrandi. Hi, I'm Paul Ferrandi, and welcome to the Incredible Paul podcast, where we learn how to become the most incredible versions of ourselves by learning from each other. Today, I have Mariana on the podcast. She works in tech, and she has a, she's a passionate content creator helping young professionals launch and develop their career. I, I said a little bit about you, but how about you introduce yourself the way you would do it?
0: <laughs> I love that thank you for that kind introduction yeah. I think for me so following the same note right yeah. I have always had kind of this line where I was always trying to figure out what I wanted to do and when I graduated from university so I said business and economics. I was not sure what I wanted to get into you know because yeah. business is this big buzzword that you're not actually super sure what it means like oh what does it mean like can I go into marketing consulting startups big tech Where is it? So I decided to take a gap year where I was exploring different career options. And that's when I realized that the job search world was not as easy and straightforward as I was sold in university. You know, just have good grades and you're going to get an amazing job. Mm -hmm. It's not exactly how it works. You know, there are other aspects of it. And then LinkedIn, the platform was very daunting for me when i used to game there and everyone's landing jobs everyone's landing promotions mm-hmm. but no one was actually sharing what they were going through and the you know the struggles that come with that nice. so i decided to start creating content like it took me some time yeah it was like a you no know, multiple step process i i started sharing my story my struggles i knew i was eventually going to find a job but i didn't have a job at the time so mm-hmm. i was trying to share that part of the journey and I mean, a lot of people relate to that, and that's how everything started scaling. Everything started, you know just revamping. And I used that to create my own coaching company. So in the beginning, I was doing a lot of individual coaching, so it's called Cluming. Awesome. And right, yeah, so right now, I'm not doing coaching individual coaching anymore. I'm using it for to post work, workshops and personal branding.
1: Nice. And I mean,
0: it's been a journey, and now I'm working in Dublin in tech, so Trying wow. to share my journey, continuing doing that same as you're doing, you know, just sharing our thoughts with the world, and hopefully it will help someone.
1: Yeah, also, awesome. and I, I know firsthand that you're helping a lot of people with over fifty thousand followers across all your platforms. That's incredible. The lives that you're impacting. Really, yeah. thank you. Yeah. So you said you're in, in Dublin right now. Is that like where you're you're from, or grew up, or did you come there for work? Or tell me more about that.
0: All right, so that's a very good question because I've been in Dublin for one year now. Okay. And I was already like trying to come to Dublin because that's where the tech hub in EMEA is. So uh, all the tech companies are here. So okay. I'm like, okay, it has to be has to be Dublin, you know. Yeah. We go to London, but that's you know, with Brexit it's a bit trickier. Yeah. But yeah. So I was born in Portugal. Hmm. That that's where I come from. That's where like half of my family comes from. And then yeah. it's I'm like kind of a third culture kid, so my grandparents come from different places. Yeah. Like Japan, Lebanon. Then they moved to Guinea, Then they moved to Portugal. But oh wow! I, it's like I have a lot of culture influences, but my heart is Portuguese. If that makes okay, sense. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, that that makes sense. Yeah, like for myself, I grew up in the United States, but I wasn't born in the United States. Mm-hmm. Like my parents and most bikes in the family is from Nigeria. I was born in Nigeria. Oh. Yeah, so I came here when I was four years old. And actually, it's funny you mentioned here in Dublin. I actually, have cousins that I guess second cousins that are it's my dad's cousins that live in Dublin.
0: Well, nice. Have you ever visited?
1: Yeah, Dublin I or Nigeria? Yeah, uh, Nigeria. It's been a while. It's been like six years. I, I definitely want to go back. And Dublin, I was seven years old, but we went to Dublin. My, my dad went for work and he brought our whole family. We lived in Dublin for like six months. Well, so you're, you
2: can
0: be Irish now. You understand the, <laughs> the culture of it.
1: <laughs> yeah, a, a little bit. I was still pretty yeah. young. I didn't really understand the world or anything like that. I just remember it being very green. <laughs> so. Yeah,
0: that's definitely something we can't complain about. Yeah, There's a lot of nature.
1: Yes, it's, it's remarkable. So so with you working in tech, is that something that you've always wanted to do? Or at what point did you, it kind of click in your mind that you wanted to work in tech?
0: Yeah, that's I, I, I might say this throughout this interview the whole yeah. time, but it's a great question, again, yeah. because the straight answer would be absolutely not. <laughs> I didn't even know what the tech world was about. I didn't even know that I could be in the tech world because like, I don't know if most, some countries are like that, but the way I I studied it and the way they sold me companies was very binary, you know, like I was in business and they used to say, okay, you can do consulting. (laughs) That's the easy way in. You can build your resume really well. You work work in Portugal and then you become partner and then you might do something else or you go into marketing. So oh, wow. I, I was sold these two options, and I was not in love with either of those, you know? Oh. Because, like, I had marketing in university, like, a course, but mm-hmm. I was aware that a course and what you actually doing in the job is not the same, right?
1: Are you a STEM student? Do you have questions about life after undergrad? Are you not sure what professional development really means? Or maybe you just want to meet some incredible people and ask questions to someone who's been in your shoes before. The IncrediPol Student Community is for college students who want some help navigating through college, finding a way into grad school, a career, or even starting a business. We will meet once a month for an hour each time. You can reach out with questions at any time through a special group of people you know are serious about their growth as a student leading into a professional. Go to incrediPol.org slash community to learn more about this. You can also go to my about page, incredipal.org slash about to learn more about me. Join me in becoming the most incredible student you can be.
0: Yeah, so when I did my gap year, uh, actually it was just seven months, but you know, I still count it as a gap year because then I was like, okay, I know where I'm doing. And m- my first hypothesis was I'm gonna take a gap year for as long as it takes until I figure out where I'm going for, right? And I remember like sitting down and thinking, okay, you know, kind of doing like a SWOT analysis of myself, like what are my strengths, what are my weaknesses, you know, how am I positioned in the world? What are potential things that I could enjoy with the knowledge that I had at the time, which is like graduates just early about to graduate kind of person. And I wrote down, made a list of hypotheses of things that I thought I could enjoy potentially. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, okay, I think I can enjoy working in a fast paced environment with a team of five people, like this kind of mm-hmm. lines. I'm like, "Okay, how can I find these? Mm-hmm. And then as I was walk- walking the gap year path, I was meeting people, I was adding hypotheses, I was like changing, reflecting on the things, getting internships and randomly, I mean, not randomly, but with this journey of like creating yeah. content, getting, getting closer, I started creating a project with one of my friends we called it surf the job so we went to an acceleration program we're creating these you know kind of student acceleration platform to help them land jobs in startups and that's the first time the first contact i had with tech right we had okay. to understand like okay what's well, like full stack and now we don't know how to code but we still need to do this kind of thing
2: uh, yeah.
0: we're meeting a lot of tech startups mm-hmm. and that was the first thing and i was like wow this is a always changing environment so this mm-hmm. is something i want to better understand and through that like i landed an internship at a tech consulting company okay and i was like wow well, i love the tech world you know it's
1: huge yeah. but this is
0: the route i'm going for
1: yes so yeah that, that, that that's really cool i i know very little about the tech world just on the outside looking <laughs> in. i've just worked mainly in yeah. manufacturing like on the food side of things and then now more like um, cosmetics and like laundry kind of thing. So the tech world looks really exciting. Is there anything yeah. about the tech world that either you found out when you first interned or when you were full time that most people don't know about it or maybe just stuck with
0: you? Mm. So. I think the first thing would be the imposter syndrome that you have before you Mm -hmm. go in. Yeah. Which I I had very strongly in myself because I was like, oh, I'm not capable of this because I was just told this was not a possible reality. Yeah. You know? And when I go in, everyone is so accessible and so kind and so humble. And you just fit in, you know? Yeah. And the first thing everyone told me that because I was like, yeah, but. Do I belong here? Do I not? Do I have the yeah. skills required to be here? Like, I'm not a programmer, you know? Mm-hmm. You don't need any kind of tech skills to be in tech. There's a lot of non-technical roles. Like me, I mean marketing, right? Or sales or yeah. these kind of roles. So you yeah. can learn anything in the job. You just need to find a way in. And then from there, it's endless possibilities.
1: That's awesome. I'm I'm glad you mentioned imposter syndrome because that's something... Yeah. I'm really passionate about as far as a lot of times people don't realize that feeling of not belonging is that imposter mm-hmm. syndrome. And a lot of times with an imposter syndrome, it's it's really easy to think that it's only happening to you or you're the only one that's feeling that way. But when, you, like, when you're looking at an industry that you've never done before, even when you change roles, that imposter syndrome can come up because it's something new and you feel like everyone else has been doing it. They know it like the back of their hand. It's definitely something to acknowledge and just to to work through it and, and talk to people. about it.
0: Yeah, I think that part of like whatever kind of thing you go into, but that kind of representation, mm. it's very, very important because especially when you start, like in the beginning, I was not sharing that. I was struggling. I was like, I have, I always had the good grades. I should just get a job, you know? Mm. Or I just got in tech. There's other people starting at the same level as me. and They look so confident. I'm not going to share my struggles because uh-huh. I'm just alone in this. Yeah. You know, but when you start sharing, there's obviously different levels. Maybe some people yeah. are like, okay, I really don't belong here. Other people are like, okay, I'm more confident. I still feel this a bit, but we need to like get over it and still do things. But when you share, you just realize everyone's going through the same. And I also like find very interesting. For example, I have one of my friends is in a very senior role he's like top achiever, he deals with all the clients, he's yeah. like going to, to all these places, that you go, like there's the club, for example, where, where, where he goes because he has achieved so much and he's also contributing to oh, the culture. Wow. Yeah, and then he still, te- like the other day, he was telling me how he was gonna present in front of millionaires, you know, which is something he does like on the background. He was like, oh my God, I'm terrified. I'm like, but you've been doing this for five years. How, how are you terrified? He's like, yeah, but because now, now I have to come out as the expert and be like presenting, like, I'm still going to do it. You know, I'm like, yeah, but you've been doing this forever and being like genius in it, you yes. know? And I was like, you know, you can always have it in so many different mm-hmm. directions that it's like, so I think it's something you feel. Yes. It's, it's, it's good that you feel it, right? Because if you yeah. don't feel anything at all, it means that you're probably too comfortable. Yeah. In so, my opinion. So it's true. like, feel it. But then still do it. Yes. Right. And don't let like, it stop you.
1: Yes. Well, that that's really powerful. Because a lot a lot of people feel like having fear is a bad thing, but fear mm-hmm. is it's human nature. It's what you do with that fear that's more important. And having the courage to just walk through the fear and still do it anyway. Yeah. And, and the next time is that much easier. That's that's very powerful. Yeah. That's awesome. And I know though, you were talking about uh, LinkedIn and then I know you, you post a lot on there and then that's how we got connected with all the
2: mm-hmm.
1: amazing content you share and all the stuff you do with helping young professionals get further in their career. And I, I think you mentioned that you had worked with your your friend on a, a company, um, helping people in, in that sense. Like that's how you first got into tech. Was the LinkedIn... Was that around the same time? Or when did you really start getting the swing of posting regularly uh, on LinkedIn? How did you make that job?
0: Good <laughs> <laughs> question. So actually, we started building the project before I started posting on LinkedIn. Okay. I mean, it was just something we we're doing on the side. We we're try- trying to figure out for ourselves, like, what yeah. would work and what wouldn't. It was yeah. COVID. <laughs> yeah. It
2: was a COVID
0: project, you <laughs> know? Yes. All those amazing goodies that come from it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so we took it, we, we did it for a year, and then we realized that there was a lot of potential, but it was not a scalable project mm-hmm. in this sense. And then there was someone that we met through this journey, another founder, and he was building something that was similar. So we figured out a way to like not let the database and everything that we've built just die completely. Okay. So we we kind of like merged the, the two projects and yeah and it was good and then for linkedin i was actually doing an internship in guinea Bissau, where my family's from nice. so i i got a work visa to go there nice. i feel like kind of the end of covid yeah i mean covid covid just ended you know when there was like a yeah. crisis <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and then i remember i was like okay now i think i know what, what i'm going for let me figure this out you know and i was like okay first thing i need to build my linkedin profile Okay, how do we do this? Let's like explore the platform. Mm -hmm. Okay, second thing, we need to network. Okay, I'm terrified, you know? These people have no idea who I am. Why am Mm -hmm. I gonna send them a message and ask them to have a coffee chat with me, you know? Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm I'm taking these people's time, plus they might ghost me, they don't care. So everything was very, you know, I didn't really understand.
1: Are you wondering what's next? Has everything you tried failed? Or maybe you just feel stuck? and coaching might be right for you. The coaching relationship is a relationship totally centered on you. If you're tired of running on the hamster wheel of life and want to start to see results, reach out to Paul for help. So what are you waiting for? Go to Incredipal.org slash coaching. I-N-C-R-E-D-I-P-A-U-L dot slash coaching or at I am Incredipal on all my socials. Or you can click the link in the bio for your free coaching session. I want to make sure you become the most incredible version of yourself.
0: Now I look back and I look now that people message me. I'm like, oh, you know, like, this is amazing. I'm always happy to receive a message. I try to reply to everyone, you know, like the same. That's how we connect, right? Yeah. So
1: it's
0: something you get over. And then I was like, wow, okay, this platform is scaring me. Because I'm at a point where I don't know what I'm going for. And everyone has their lives together. You know, and I'm so lost mm-hmm. and I just see promotion, promotion, promotion. I, I don't see how I can get to to the place I want to get, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's how I was like, OK, I think I can add something in here, mm-hmm. you know, add the journey, add a bit of the failures and these more vulnerable wow. approach to job search. Okay. And then, I mean, I'm a bit of a planner. <laughs> so I was like, OK, I'm very scared to like just make a big post because, again, no one knows who I am. Let me start with small steps. So I defined Mm. some deadlines for myself.
2: Mm. And I
0: was like, okay, for one month, everything I'm going to do is comment on five people's posts every single day because it's like kind of a micro post, you know, your network still sees wherever you're commenting or engaging. And that's a way to start building thought leadership when Mm. you don't have it, right? Mm. I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. At the same time, I'm gonna, you know, make a list of, I think it was around like 20 creators that I, I liked. Wow. like I was like, I wanna be somewhere in this niche. I wanna, you know, try to emulate this content, take some inspiration from here. So I was just Got like right. crawling to their profiles, reading all their posts.
1: That's
0: and then sad. I think it took me three months to write my first post, like three months. Wow. It was, yeah, but now it has never, have never stopped, you know?
1: That's remarkable. I, I just love how you, you broke it all down and that you plan. I'm a planner as well. <laughs> so it's just that you had a plan and you you took the, the steps. And like when, when I yeah. when I coach people on stuff, so it's those those little wins are so crucial to help you to keep yeah. going. Because like when you have a, a seemingly insurmountable goal, it's that an inertia of just starting just can, you, and then it's easier to keep yeah. in motion than if you don't start at all and you try to craft the most perfect pose.
0: Yeah, I love that. Like It's exactly that, right? It's like a combination of the Atomics Avid kind of drive, mm-hmm. which is, you just like, you start one thing and then you just like
2: yeah
0: put one thing after the other and then breaking things down. For me, like I always, like I have a friend also, she's a TikTok creator. We always talk about these things yeah. because like, I can get stuck in the ideation space. I love it. You know, yeah. I sit down, come, come out with like 50 ideas, like 500 ideas and spend my entire life doing that mm-hmm. and then making a plan and then doing nothing about it. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's where I try. That's the part I enjoy the most. Yeah. But then coming with an action, it also has to be aligned with some sort of Purpose, you know, like mm-hmm. the guy, the Japanese guy, if you know. Oh yeah. Like the yeah, it's like what you're good at, what you can be paid for, yes. the other things, what the world needs. Yes. So it's like a combination of that. So then I'm like, okay, you can do it for a while, like you make the plan, you start acting on it, and then you see the results or not, you know. And then why do you stay consistent? Yeah. So that's I think it's your most inner drive, I guess.
1: Yes. Yes. And I. I really enjoy, like, uh, I don't know if you've read the book Start With Why by Simon Sinek, yeah. but that's really what you're you're talking about, is really understanding your purpose and why you want to do something, because yeah. I think a lot of time I know for myself at the beginning, I was just doing different things until I had to take a step back and really reflect on, okay, mm-hmm. why am I, am I doing this? Why am I helping people with their careers or helping people with their businesses? and for me it was just at the end yeah. of the day that i had different mentors and people came into my life and i just got, uh, yeah. had a lot of passion to connect with people and see them become their most incredible versions of themselves so not to try and make them like me but to make them the best versions mm-hmm. of
0: themselves. so nice. how did you start this all i feel like showing the
1: <laughs> oh yeah throw it back to me So it's kind of a a longer story, but it's like, to shorten it, I was in in college, I had always been involved with different student organizations. One of them was for people who were underrepresented in STEM, that who were not the the majority of people in STEM, so people were Black, Hispanic, and women. And so I was a part of that and actually got involved with one that actually helped you do undergraduate research. And so that was really like my first internship experience and they helped with different workshops and stuff. And I really did that all of college. And then after college, I helped to form like an alumni association for them um, with another student. And then from there, that was really more, with, uh, more regional, I would say between the three states mm-hmm. um, that my university was uh, surrounding. But then three years ago was when I reached out to another because this, it's a national grant through the National Science Foundation. And so there's another one that kind of worked with 50 of these other grants and locations that had like, each of, each of these locate, these headquarters had like maybe 10 different universities and colleges. So I reached out to them, try to figure out if there's, we could partner with anyone. And then from there, they, they said they didn't have, and there wasn't any other alumni associations, surprisingly, but they liked our model. And so they reached out to me to say, like, can you lead this uh, for us and like, connect these different, uh, different institutions and colleges, universities? So that was like mm-hmm. beginning of 2020, right before it shut down. The plan was to go to different of uh, they have conferences for all of these, go to different conferences, talk to you about recruit them to see if they'd be interested in joining this alumni association, really working on helping current students. And so COVID shut everything down, but we really kept going. I recruited a couple more people and we did everything virtually. So a lot of, um, LinkedIn stocking, Facebook stocking, all of that stuff to just find people, reach out to them. Um, and then really the rest is history. They're able to form that nonprofit. And then around the same time when COVID ended, I formalized a lot of stuff I was doing with, uh, speaking to different universities and colleges into my brand incredible which was just more speaking. And coaching didn't really started until 2021 after I got certified through uh, Maxwell Leadership. I don't know if you're familiar with John Maxwell. Uh, so certified yeah. through him, yeah. So through the coaching and speaking, I got certified in 2021. So we get to take the principles of John Maxwell and bring it into the STEM world. Uh, so it's, it's been really exciting. Well, look
0: at you. They get all these amazing things of that. Yeah, it's like COVID just like boost everything, right? Yeah, I I like, know. It it did really you find your purpose or
1: I know, exactly.
0: Exactly.
1: Yeah. It, yeah, it's really interesting what COVID did. It was really a really tough time and a lot of people face significant things, but it also caused the world to slow down and really think about what you want to do. Yeah,
2: exactly.
1: So switching gears a, a little bit, I know that you're a, a TEDx speaker. So tell me more about yeah. that. Like, I know I see different clips of the TED stage, and every I know at least for me, I think someone at some point has said, "Thanks for coming to my TED talk." When they say something um, that they that they just they get on their high horse about, about something, but uh, talk talk about more about that experience, how that happened, what it was like. It that's just it's amazing. Congrats! On <laughs>
0: Thank you. So I think it's a one in lifetime opportunity. I know there's people that do, do multiple, but for me, I did one last year.
2: Yeah. And again,
0: like it's like it's not very common as a Portuguese person to take a gap year or to take... Because the pe- people normally take the, the normal traditional route, right? They go through college, they go through university, then they find an entry-level role. Most people do not really leave the country you know, and the ones who do like, they travel, they come back. Uh-oh. So me, like, me, my approach to job search and to be like, I want to find something I truly enjoy and I don't want to just go the consulting route because I was scared to try something, something else, you know, and maybe I'll find something else about myself. So my whole journey of like laying down, hypotheses thought things I want to try out, go outside in the world to, you know, figure out a way to do it. And even when I couldn't leave my house, I was still looking for projects, you know, finding ways to, like, validate or completely eliminate the <laughs> hypotheses that I had yeah. in the uh, beginning or, like, just transform them. So I was sharing that very publicly. And at the time, you know, like, everything is people, right? It's the whole yeah. world, and it's just a yeah. big social network. So I was sharing that with people. At the same time, I was like, okay, if I'm going to take a gap year, you know, I have some savings, but it's not, like, a huge amount. Let me try to find some scholarships, some, like, some... The media coverage so mm-hmm. I was like outreaching doing a lot of outreaches oh wow and not nothing really worked so I'm saying this wow. of the background you know like nothing really worked like I applied for all these scholarships they ended up taking people who had I mean they just wanted to go back home like connect with their family or but I got a lot of connections through that mm-hmm. so everyone was following me on social media they were still walking through my path they would send me messages and I think that's I mean, someone just reached out to me, right? I was already doing an internship in Berlin at the time. Like I had wow. finished my year. I was working there and then someone reached out and they were like, so we're doing this TED Talk, <laughs> this TED, TEDx event, and the topic is finding purpose. So wow. I think you'd be perfect for that. And you can tell your story and how you apply this you know, concept of how can I find purpose in my life to your life and career and just walk us wow. a bit through your journey i was like yes please <laughs> take me and um, yes. yeah the rest is history right it was
1: really fun that that that's so remarkable yeah uh, but i just I have no words for that it's how it, it all came together with, it felt <laughs> like things weren't moving but if someone just reached out to you and it that's it, that's incredible i love that
0: yeah it was actually like just as a side note so i was doing a lot of events online as well yeah. so i started creating content and i was like okay let's scale these let's create yeah. this projects and then i was like i really just want to connect with people you know not i mean i can do it online through my content but i want to be able to speak to them i want yeah. to be able to like listen to their stories yes and i was doing a lot of events online and workshops and talks yeah but it was not that you know you know like the, I remember doing one where there was like 150 people I could not see any of them oh. you know I saw the number I had no face I had no yeah. human connection yeah. and I was like wow I just want to do this in person
2: yeah. and
0: actually my TED talk was the first time I mean not the first time but like the first time I had a big audience and I was wow. doing that in person and I was shaking and I was like oh, wow. wow this was my first in person event I was shaking, like also like so much adrenaline, you know. Yeah. It's like yeah, this has to go well, and then after that, I was just like, wow! I just want to keep on doing this. It's like what gives me life, you know. Like be able to yes. tell a story and connect with people
1: in yes. person, usually. Yes. <laughs> yes. Definitely. Yeah, I I know a lot of time through through COVID, through different speaking events, that they, there was not that interaction. It was, like, <laughs> you just see yourself on the screen, you don't see anyone else. And it's, I, I don't know about you, but I think sometimes it feels a little bit lonely at,
0: at times when you, you do that. You know? I, I
1: definitely yeah, and think- you
0: see that people probably have double screens. They're like looking sideways and they're like, do you have any questions? And someone might have a question, but they have to like unmute. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes they, they have like pride. And I mean, it's definitely
1: not yeah. the same. Yeah. Yeah. In, in person it's so much better. There's nothing like the human connection for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Love that. So as far as I know you talked about the loss of you talked about with your purpose, what you do in your business, but how do you stay motivated? You stay motivated through difficult times, whether it's like what you just mentioned that you were just waiting on yeah. getting some feedback back all the outreach you're doing. How how do you stay motivated?
0: <laughs> yeah, so I think that's again a very rude question because I do not believe in motivation. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think definitely when you are starting a project or, you know, a new job, a new role, where there's something that's starting from zero to like 10, yeah. you have a lot of motivation. So you need to leverage it so that mm-hmm. you can build the foundations the fastest, the most efficiently possible. Yeah but as for social media for example our projects like these public speaking workshop events yeah. it's something that i've been doing for a long time and even sometimes someone reaches out to me or i'm like do i really want to reach out like i've already done like so many events yeah so in the end like do i really want to spend four hours of my weekend writing linkedin posts for next week like which kind of benefit is this giving me you know mm-hmm. and then again you go back to your deeper why you're like, why am I doing what I'm doing? Okay, because I was in that position. I want to be able to help people. I'm able to share. So that's number one. But then I still think that's not enough without discipline, right? So motivational only works in the short term. And then what you need is like some sort of discipline and structure to put an alarm, to wake up in the morning, to say like, okay, every five days a week. So every weekday, there's a post coming live at 10 a.m. It's in my calendar. So I'm going to honor it. And how do I honor it? You no, know, like that's future projection. Mm-hmm. So on Monday, there's a post there. Today is Saturday. So I will have to write on Saturday or Sunday, mm-hmm. you know, or the week before. So you need to plan ahead. And yeah. that requires structure, organization, discipline more than motivation.
1: Yeah. Okay. So that, that's so yeah. true that discipline is an underrated I don't know mm-hmm. how to call it skill or just something that you need to develop because there's never gonna be a time that you're always gonna wanna do something, whether (laughs) there's conflicting priorities or you just feel tired or whatever it is. And I think having that discipline, the way you mentioned, like knowing your purpose and your why helps you to stay grounded. But at the end of the day, it's just just doing it when you don't feel like doing it until you actually do it i heard it i don't know if you've heard it somewhere that you're it's a lot easier to do something when you don't feel like doing it and then after you start doing it you're gonna you <laughs> enjoy it Than if you don't feel like doing it and waiting for yourself to feel like doing it
2: you oh might, you'll yeah, never
1: yeah you're never gonna <laughs> do it so no, no, no. yeah that, that's yeah.
0: a great, great thought i think for myself, there are definitely, so I always have a baseline motivation, right? It's not like, I don't think it ever exhausts just because I really enjoy doing these things. But there's definitely like times where I'm like, okay, I need, I, my motivation is like so low that I need extra discipline. And then what I do is just try to find something that I've either I find it impossible or really hard to do for myself, because that will help, you know, like, It's the same of like throwing cold water into me and be like, okay, (laughs) we we need to real life. Yeah. And so for me, lately, or like, you know, my last challenge was I signed up for a marathon.
2: Oh, wow. So I was at
0: the point where like I started my job. I was looking to start this new job. Every, all the projects were like growing steadily, you know. And I was like, okay, now I'm waking up and I need something else, you know. I need something to take me out of bed because now, okay, I enjoy my job, but I already know what I'm doing there's like new things but I need like a revamp to like kick me out and build that discipline so like a skill so I was like okay let's do a marathon in six months I've never done that and I just bought it you know along with a with a friend and then I was like okay now we need to reverse engineer you know because I'm signing up now for this event in six months so what can I do now to like build myself to be ready when the day see yes. day comes yes. so then it's when like you build a plan like okay maybe i cannot go out this friday because i need to run 10k or 20k on saturday you know yeah. so your life starts shifting around this challenge so every time i start going down i'm like okay what's the next challenge what will um, i need to build to like change my routine to get discipline from this and then everything else just kind of falls into place yeah. if that makes sense yeah, yeah
1: sense well that's that's remarkable that you set a goal to run a marathon in six months i don't know how to talk about it most people <laughs> never run a marathon and you said it in six months that you did it that is incredible
0: indeed maybe you should do it now i'll give you i'll send you all my plans
1: so, yeah i yeah i didn't do that because even for me i i'm not a fan of running i'm more so into like more powerlifting and weightlifting so I don't like running I do some cardio but running and my, I always tell people that I'm built for short distances through short distances like sprints and stuff but but you have motivated me I think that's something I need to do and and stretch myself because if anything that's like I have a limiting belief in that area that it's not something that I can accomplish yeah yeah on limiting beliefs is also
0: a big, big thing, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. That's like, true. Sometimes we don't even realize, and so that—that's I, I think something I struggle with, and sometimes I think about because it's like, okay, what kind of limiting beliefs do I have with regard to some of the goals that mm. I don't know I could consider pursuing? Yeah. Because it's just so ingrained in me and my culture.
1: Yeah. Oh, no, seriously. Yeah. That—that's—that's that's so very, very true. Cause there's certain things like in certain areas, someone can be really driven and can do some things and other areas are like, I can never do that, but it, yeah. it is belief. And I know that uh, you you recommend books on LinkedIn. So I know like recently <laughs> you, re- you recommended how you measure your life. And so I've actually, well, I wasn't reading it, listening to it on audio. And so mm-hmm. like one of the things that stuck out there is that what he was talking about, a lot of times people do things that are beneficial in, in the short term, but what they say they actually value, they're not actually putting forth the effort into it. So I you know, mentioned about like people in their career and they say they value their family, but they're working all the time, yeah. spend any time with their family, but then when something happens, they expect their family to support them, but they didn't put in yeah. the effort and the time into things that matter most. So for you, are there, I know you recommend a book, so you, you know about it. And uh, But are, what what, a, what matters the most for you? Or what, what are the things that you want to measure your life with?
0: That, that's, you could, I thought you were going to ask me, what is a book you recommend? I was <laughs> like, OK, how many are we going to go for? Uh, but in terms of things I I value my life with. So I think people say that you cannot have your role.
2: You know, like, oh. oh, there's so
0: many different areas of life. Maybe you need to pick two or three to focus on and optimize those in different area in different seasons of your life, and focus on different areas. I do not believe that's true. Right. So I'm like, you can have it all. You just need good time management. Understand that, of course, maybe sometimes you need to focus more on your work because you have an mm-hmm. ongoing project or on your personal projects, and other times or on relationships. Yeah. But you always need to, like, Consist- consistently vast in the different areas of your life. So for me, the most important thing is relationships. Like, no doubt, I'm a people's person. I cannot thrive without my, you know, my support systems, my friends, my family. I'm not a person that keeps up with people every single day and cares about all, like, whatever dates people are going on or whatever drama is going on yeah. at people's workplaces. I'm not the type of person. I prefer just call friends, say, talking for one hour and, you know, hang out with people in, in person. Yeah. So that's my baseline because in the end of the day, when you take all these labels outside of you, you take your job, you take your projects, you take all of these out, your hobbies even, what remains is who is next to you, who's holding your hands, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's Yeah. It's, but it's also like in a way where i think my deeper purpose is i mean obviously influencing these people in a positive way but is how can i be better to attract better people and to build this kind of community how can i do that in regards to my personal projects being that's social media being you know public speaking workshops this kind of small projects that i always have ongoing so i always sometimes i like default to that you know because that's the easy way i'm like I'm very passionate about my project. I could do this forever. Yeah. And if you be like, okay, time management, calendar management, how do we mm-hmm. balance everything out and make sure that we're fulfilling the different areas? And maybe I'm, I don't know if I'm like diverging for your, from your question, oh, right? Yeah. But it's like something every month I try to sit down. So I put a reminder every single month before the month starts. And then when it ends, I'm like, okay, different areas of life. It's yeah. on the Notion page. I love Notion, and I'm <laughs> like, okay, how did I do family-wise? How did I do relationships-wise? How did I do work-wise, project wise So uh, I reflect on it. How did I feel? And sometimes, again, it's your own expectations and it's other people's expectations. So I'm like, okay, I'm fulfilling my own, but am I making sure that you know people are happy and aligned? Uh, and yeah. so, try to leverage for next month and for for the future.
1: Awesome. I really love that. So talk about John Maxwell. He talks about having (laughs) the the margins in your life to take the time to reflect. It sounds like you're doing that because so many times life gets really busy and
0: we're Mm -hmm. doing
1: things. And and I think says that activity does not mean productivity. So just because you're doing a lot of things doesn't mean you're actually going towards the goals that you want to do. Maybe you think you are, but that's when you take that time to reflect, you don't actually know. You're just gonna you're spinning your wheels, running on the the treadmill or hamster wheel, whatever you want to you want to call it. So I think that's amazing that you're able to to do that. Because I, I know, like a lot of people, it takes them 30, 50 years. Some people never get to that stage in life where mm-hmm. they are being really intentional with their life, intentional what they're doing. And I also like what you were talking about with uh, having it all and really having it all doesn't mean that you have it all at the same time like what you were saying is that Mm -hmm. there's certain times you have to put more time toward your family maybe it's a special event or anniversary whatever it is or for your friend anything or sometimes your career there's longer hours and so sometimes I say that there's really nothing as work-life balance because when you say balance Mm -hmm. is the same it really ebbs and flows with what your priorities are and then what you're saying to make sure you're reflecting on a regular basis. I think monthly is perfect to make sure that what you say you're valuing is actually being reflected in what's on your calendar.
0: Yeah, definitely. Like I would not have for it better. And I think this thing of intention, like it's a very, very big thing for me but sometimes I, like, I fall in and out of it, right? Yeah. So again, it's a constant reminder because like I can get very, very excited about the project that people present to me, mm-hmm. but then I'm like, okay, like I have this thing where I know that after 20 minutes, you have already made a decision, your brain already considers all the pros and cons of a possible situation. Yeah. So I try my best not answer immediately if I don't have to and be like, okay, if it's a message, just leave it there for a couple of minutes go outside do other things and then come back to it yeah with more clarity we where it's like an invite for something the same um because i can get very very excited and i'm like yes of course i want to go to that party oh of (laughs) course i want to chop into that project but then it's like what does it actually mean and how does it fit into your your life and what you're trying to build to the future right so i'm like okay my there's my corporate purposes there's maybe short-term projects i can say yes to because i mean it's exciting i just want to do it yes. uh, but if it requires a long like a lot of commitments if it's something for one year i'm like do i does it actually fit into the, the direction i want to take or am i just filling in my time and then i cannot oh, okay. have it all you know
1: right. that's really good i love that cool. yeah. you're about out of time but is there anything that we haven't talked about yet or you want people to know about you that you want to share
0: i don't know if about me you know like i'm from a high context culture so i'm which means like need to to explain a bit and sometimes yeah. i feel like okay it's about me but i think the main thing is just understanding that a lot like i'm gonna i'm gonna take your point so a lot of the things that we don't achieve in life is because we have these limiting beliefs. Mm -hmm. or these imposter syndrome and again it's something that we can have but it's not something that should block us from get to where we want to get and sometimes the place we want to get is what we now know so I think it's much more interesting to just take this open approach and be like I don't know where I know I want where I know you know that's so it's good. more like just exploring, staying open, learning everything from every situation and every person. And then yes. things just connect, you know? Yes. It's not we complicate everything too much.
1: Yes. It's very easy so, to Well, I want to make sure people know how to to follow you, get connected with you, which you talk about your website, your social. I know you talk about LinkedIn and Instagram, <laughs> TikTok like just share how people can stay connected with all the wonderful things that you're doing.
0: Okay. So I'm everywhere, I guess. Same same as you. It's Mariana Kobayashi, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok. And I think that's all it.
1: Awesome. Awesome. And I'll make sure I'll I'll link it in the, in the show notes for the podcast, whether it's on YouTube or you're listening. (laughs) And for those of you who are listening, what are you doing? You should get it on YouTube. You're not seeing the interaction. You're not seeing us. Listening's great. Thank you for listening. I'll definitely check out my YouTube next time as well. But it was really amazing having you on the podcast, Ariana. Your energetic presence—it's—it's—it just comes off that what you're doing. I can tell that you're really passionate about it, that you enjoy it. It really fuels you. It comes through the screen for me. And it's, it's it's just been an honor to have you on the podcast. I know there's a lot of other things you can do, be whether it's just living life or all this other projects or stuff that you're working on. So I really appreciate you being on the podcast.
0: Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was great chatting with you. And yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing this podcast as well.
1: Yes, definitely, definitely. And for those of you listening, I hope you learned something from mariana's story what she shared about where she didn't know anything about tech and then she just started doing stuff working with her friends on it and she got into tech experienced some imposter syndrome so she was able to get past that and really thrive in it and then all the stuff she's doing and then already a tedx speaker like i can't get over that that's amazing but i i think if anything for i any, think everyone listening is that Keep working towards your goals and this whole idea of limiting beliefs, if there's anything that you think you can't do, I would encourage you to either reach out to a coach a counselor, whatever it is, to just unpack that, understand why is it that you feel you can't do it? Because really humans, we can pretty much do anything we set our minds to. But thanks for listening and keep being incredible. Thank you for listening to the Incredible Podcast with Paul Ferranby. We hope you enjoyed. Be sure to rate and review this podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform. We'll see you here next time. And be incredible. Incredible.
2: Incredible. incredible.